All right, here we go. Welcome to the Football and Freedom Show. I am your host, Longhorn, from the Revolution Network. And if you don't know what the Revolution Network is, just just punch yourself right in the head because you're doing things wrong. But then when you get done beating yourself up, go and find the Revolution Network and sign up for it because when you do, you get a variety of shows and podcasts. Um, we've got the I Mean It Show with Bo Cephas. On there, he breaks down things that the sports media either doesn't want to, to cover or is afraid to or too dumb to, whatever it is. He's breaking down things on that show that are um, really insightful and, and, and good listen. We've got the, of course, flagship FGH, the football glory hole, where we will we get you your, your NFL fix. We break down every game in the NFL during the season and tell you which way to lean and maybe put your money Um Oh, we got the brand new Bastards of Babylon podcast uh, coming soon, very soon, where we will be talking about anything and everything from from trannies to I don't I mean I don't know uh, fuck what we did this weekend, how drunk we got, like anything and everything in between. So that's going to be fun. And then right here on the Football and Freedom Show, uh, this is going to be my personal baby, and I will talk about my two favorite things: football and freedom. Try to blend them together. Make it entertaining and send you on your merry way. And today, we're going to do a little mock draft. We've got the draft coming up next week. Um, I've done some mock drafts as as the weeks and months uh, have progressed. This might be my final and official mock draft. We'll see. Um, you know, I don't know if I have time. If to do another mock draft, there's lots of, uh, you know, Home Depot and, and Bed Bath and Beyond to get to. So there just literally might not be time to do another one, but we will see. And I was right before I started this, I was kind of going through this and looking at my own mock draft and pretty much calling myself an idiot for several of my selections. You know, like when you look at somebody else's mock draft, you're like, oh, that's fucking stupid. They're, that team would never take that guy there uh, and you get to call the other person an idiot unfortunately what happens when you do it yourself is you is you, there's still stupid picks that you kind of regret and uh, I certainly have a couple of those on here but whatever that's that's, that's the way that's the way mock drafts go so it is what it is um, I also I did not do any trades and as we know in the NFL draft there'll be two or three trade up trade down scenarios I didn't do any of that. I'll try to keep it simple and straightforward. Um, so let's start it off with the dun 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 dun. The Jacksonville Jaguars, shocker, have the first pick. My money's on. They got the first pick again next year. I don't know. Maybe Houston or Seattle, uh, Atlanta, teams like that can make a push. But don't be surprised if they're right back in this spot again next year. But with the first pick, I gave them Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end out of Michigan. Oh, you know what? I've got some comps, too. Let me pull up my comps because I'm going to try to get some comps for all of these players as I'm kind of going. Um, he's, first of all, what a bad year to have the first overall pick. There, there are probably five, six players that could go number one that wouldn't be that shocking you know like in most years you have a clear-cut number one maybe it's two people that could go number one 
This one, it could be any, and I don't really have a big argument for any of the five or six people that could go number one on why they wouldn't. I gave them Hutchinson just because, you know, they need a pass rush. They need a lot of things, but they do need a pass rush. And I think his, I think his um, floor is the highest. I don't think his ceiling is the highest uh, as a pass rusher. But I think his floor is. He's going to be a good, solid 10-sack player in the NFL for a long time. And I think the bust rate is almost impossible for him. So let's give him Hutchinson to the Jaguars. The second pick, this is where it gets interesting because Detroit could really fuck this whole draft up if they take Malik Willis, the quarterback, here at number two. That's going to – that's going to – that domino effect's gonna gonna send some shockwaves through the rest of the first round. I did not do that. I gave them Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia, um, just simply because I don't like Willis that much. To be honest with you, I don't hate the prospect, but I, he's not a number two overall pick to me. So I gave them, like I talked about with Hutchinson, he has a high floor and a somewhat cap ceiling. Well, Walker has. A little bit lower floor certainly but he don't have a ceiling okay th this guy could be the monster of the draft his his traits and his intangibles are off off the charts um, his, his testing was through the roof the, the sky's the limit for this guy we'll see if he can actually meet some of that potential but that's who I gave to the Lions here let me let me go over some of my comps as I'm as I'm doing this um, okay so for Hutchinson I gave him a comp of I put a, I, a poor man Bosa and take either one of the Bosas. Um, I know it's kind of an easy comp, white guy, jacked up muscles, defensive end. I mean, it's kind of lazy, but he is kind of in that mold. Um, technician, but he's but the, here's the, here's the deal. He's not as athletic as them. He's not as um, just twitchy and, and bendy as the Bosa brothers were and are. So, um, poor man Bosa. I don't think he's going to be as good as them, but in that same realm. And then for, for Trayvon Walker, I, I put Daniil Hunter, the defensive end from Minnesota, just that real, real just traits, traits through the roof. Just all the, all, the, all the speed, size, weight combination that, that you look for in, in something like that. Um, so, with the third pick, Houston on the clock, um, well, there you go. I went bang, 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 defensive end, defensive end, defensive end again. I put Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm not a big fan of this prospect, uh, but it's undeniable that he has the, the traits and the athleticism to be a big success in the NFL. Houston needs anything. They're in a position where they just need to take best player available and move on. Um, my comp for Thibodeau is Javon Curse, and that would be the fucking home run comp to um, to Thibodeau, the freak. If I mean people who grew up in the in the '90s watching football in the 2000s, you certainly remember the freak for for Tennessee. Again, will Thibodeau get to that? Probably not. But when you watch him and you look at his his measurables and his um, and his and his combine scores, you're like, man. That this guy's built different. He looks different. So that was my comp for him. Number four, let's go to the Jets. The J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 as my buddy Bo Sivas likes to say. Um, I gave them Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. 
Interesting with the Jets because they have picks four and ten. So it's kind of like you're playing this game of when you do a mock. Okay, who am I giving them at four? Because who will possibly be there for them at ten? Um, I went with Ahmad Gardner, just simply the BPA at this point, best player available. And the Jets have a lot of needs. And cornerback is a huge, huge need for them. So it's kind of a perfect fit there, in my opinion. Uh, moving on to the New York Giants, who also have two picks in the top 10. Those New York teams are struggling, much like uh, the city in general. Lots of crime, lots of, lots of poop on the sidewalks, and lots of poop on the football fields to go along with it. Uh, and to help out that situation, I gave them equal. Uh-oh. Oh, this is a tricky one. It's one of them African names. Let's just go with the last name, Iquanu. I'm not even going to try to the first name. Uh, offensive tackle at NC State. He is my personal number one tackle, uh, number one offensive lineman, period, in this draft. Um, I took, I gave them him over uh, Evan Neal, who a lot of people have as the top tackle. So Giants get a massive tackle to go along with Andrew Thomas, who's on the left side. So good pick there, I think. And then Carolina at six gave them Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. This guy's got a little bit of a bust uh, potential for me. Uh, if he meets his ceiling, he'll be better than Aquanu. If if he doesn't, then there's there's he's just he could bust out is, is what I'm saying. Carolina needs anything and everything. They have a shitty offensive line, so this would be a solid pick for them. Now, number seven, the New York Giants' second pick. Obviously, I just gave them Iquanu. And with the seventh pick, I'm going to give them Kyle Hamilton. Safety out of Notre Dame. Um, this this guy, what's my comp on him? Um, oh, Harrison Smith for the Vikings. Safety for the Vikings. So, interestingly enough, they both went to Notre Dame. Um 6'4", 215 pounds. He didn't run well at the combine. That's why some, some people think he's going to slide a little bit. This is higher than a lot of people have him. Some people have him mm, down there to the, you know, the, the Washington Redskins range, maybe the Houston at 13 range. I just think he's too good of a football player on the field when you watch the tape to let him slide much further. And the Giants need help everywhere. So let's give him that. All right. Um, Atlanta with the eighth pick. I gave them Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. What is my comp on him? It is Garrett Wilson. I do not have a comp on him yet. So that will be coming in the future, I guess. Um, he's, he's a speedster, kind of a, kind of a do-it-all a little bit receiver although he is more uh, he is better at the deeper stuff than he is at the intermediate possession more of a more of a, a, a y than an x i guess you would say and again i think atlanta's best receiver is a tight end so they certainly will take anything that they can get and i will work on that comp for um, garrett wilson and get that to you number nine seattle mm. malik willis this is the perfect spot for him not a fan of this quarterback, but he tested extremely high on the Wonder Lick, um, and he's extremely athletic, and he's got a cannon for arm. Doesn't know where it's going most of the time. Can that be fixed? Um, accuracy doesn't really get fixed, in my opinion, in the NFL. 
Can it be fixed enough for him to be successful to go along with the athleticism? I mean, along the lines of a Lamar Jackson, sure. So Seattle's in a complete rebuild. So that's uh, this will be a good reset for Seattle. Get a, get a quarterback on a rookie deal. You got him for five years. You can kind of start building around from there. Now let's go to the Jets at number 10. Their second pick in the top 10. The first pick I gave them, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner. This one, I'm going to give them Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. And my comp on him, I know I have one for him, is Keyshawn Johnson, actually. Uh, again, from the 90s, 2000s area. Um, just a big-bodied, not going to use his speed. He's not going to blow you away, but he's going to he's going to go up and get it. He's going to be that possession-type receiver that you need to move the sticks. Uh, and someone to go along and help the young quarterback um, that they drafted last year. So... Not, not a bad haul for, for the Jets. Now, number 11, the Washington Redskins. And, yes, I call them the Redskins because they were the Redskins for my entire life until, until recently. So, fuck it. They're the Redskins. I gave them Derek Stingley Jr. just simply because the, uh, the coach likes the secondary. That's his, that's his sweet spot. That's what he likes uh, in this Stingley, his ceiling is through the roof. Um, there's some questions on him, and, and there's the reason that Sauce Gardner is going above him. However, you can't ignore the talent. You cannot ignore the talent, and I think this is a top 10 type talent, and I would take the chance on him. And Washington needs some help in that secondary, so I think this is a good pick for them. A little bit of a wild card here at number 12, Minnesota Vikings. Um, do I have a comp on this guy? Yes, I do. Jermaine Johnson. I have I have the Minnesota Vikings taking Jermaine Johnson, the edge out of Florida State. And the comp that I gave on him is Trey Flowers from, well, he's been all over the place. Uh, you know, not explosive, uses more power than than speed, uh, kind of kind of more just a power bull rush, but always finds his way to get into that seven, eight sack territory. Solid player. They're gonna need some help on the on the edge. They need help anywhere, everywhere. I could have I could have gone a lot of directions here. Landed on Jermaine Johnson at number twelve from Minnesota. Thirteen, the Houston Texans with their second pick in the first round. Of course, we gave them Kayvon Thibodeau at number three, and at thirteen, I gave them Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. He, of course, is hurt. He's gonna miss maybe training camp, maybe the first month of the season. Who knows? Uh, but when he does get back, he th this is a home run. Just like Thibodeau, home run potential. Jamison Williams, home run potential. When you're a team that has all the needs in the world, why not swing for the fences on two players in the top 13? Um, if he hits and hits his highest potential, he's he's just home run. He's home run uh, potential. And what did I get for him? Um, Jamison Williams, I gave Will Fuller. So Will Fuller comp. Um, Will Fuller kind of didn't work out that great in the NFL, always hurt. But when he did, does play, he is an absolute difference maker on the field. What he does to your de uh, to your defense and the compromise he puts, puts you in with that speed uh, really changes the way you have to play against a player like that. So, Jameson Williams to the Texans. Number 14, the Baltimore Ravens take Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. This is a mauler. This is just a perfect fit for the Ravens. 
that mauler, man-on-man uh, offensive tackle. He's mean. He's got a mean streak. Uh, I, I just think this is the solid pick for, for them there. Philadelphia. All right. So at 15 and 18, Philadelphia have two picks. At the first first pick, I gave them Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Really like this player. Um, if you want a comp for him, I didn't put it down, but the, the comp for him is kind of um, homeboy for the Cowboys. That they just, Micah Parsons, they just took last year. He is not Micah Parsons, so don't get me wrong. He is not that good. However, if you want the comp, the, the, the size, speed, uh, the way he can drop back in the zone, rush the passer, passer from the outside, and also play that middle linebacker, he – He's very much the poor man, Micah Parsons. So, excuse me. So, solid pick there for Philadelphia. And then at 16, New Orleans also has two picks. Everybody, there's like seven teams that have two picks. Six teams have two picks in the first round in this draft. Uh, New Orleans with their first pick at 16. I gave them Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Maybe the best pass blocking technician in this draft. You're not going to get much out of the run game pass uh, run game blocking from him, but as far as a technician on pass blocking, you you can't go wrong there. And takes us to 17, where the Chargers could have gone a lot of directions here. Landed on Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio. Excuse me, can I let me try English? Ohio State. Um, the comp I gave for him was Calvin Ridley, so he's in that. You know, 6'1 range, kind of slight, but can do a little bit of everything for you. To go along with Mike Williams um, and uh, Keenan Allen, just load up. Let's just fucking load up and outscore everybody there, Chargers, to, uh, to help out Herbert. Now, 18, Philadelphia's second pick. I gave them Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Interesting prospect. Did I do a... a Yes, I did. Okay. He's a tough one to comp because his size and and speed combinations and the way they used him in Arkansas was very eh, odd, weird, the way they used him. Um, my, my comps for him were Debo, although not as good, not as good in the running game and not can't be used in as many spots as Debo Samuel, but very similar the way they used him. To, way, to the way San Francisco uses Debo. Back to the 90s, if, if, you, if you remember, there was a player named Anquan Bolden who was just fucking rocked up and uh, just a dominant short possession type receiver who could do a little bit of other things, maybe in the, in the, you know, in the handoff, the quick, very quick uh, short passing game and make people miss or just bully ball the shit out of them. That's how I kind of see Traylon Burks in the NFL. Um, so gave him to Philly, who needs wide receiver help. So Philly got Devin Lloyd and Traylon Burks with their two picks. Not a bad haul for them. Now, at 19, Saints on the clock again. I gave them Jahan Dotson. Understandably, this is a little bit of a reach. I, I, this is one of the picks that I was like, um, that, that was a stupid pick, but fuck it, did it anyways, and that's the way it is. Wide receiver out of Penn State. This board did not fall great for New Orleans in my draft. I gave them Charles Cross at 16, and then bang, bang, 17 and 18, the Chargers and the Eagles took Alave and Burks. 
Wide receiver's a big need for New Orleans, so I did force Jahan Dotson there a little bit. But as we all know, these teams, they get desperate and they do stupid shit. Um, you know, nice little possession receiver. He looked kind of a do-it-all receiver for Penn State, and I think he will, he will fit in nicely there with the Saints. At number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers take Daxton Hill. Kind of a do-it-all safety slash cornerback out of Michigan. Perfect, perfect Pittsburgh player. You can line him. Uh, he's a three-level. He's a three-level defender. You can line him up in the slot, on the outside, in the box against a tight end, or in the deep safety. I really like this prospect. This, this is one of those prospects that's going to go in the back um, half of the first round. Who has a chance to be, you know, one of the best players in this draft. Um, so I like him to go to Pittsburgh. And number 21, the New England Patriots take the big man. The slide finishes here. Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. I don't know. He's like 6'6", 350 pounds. Just a monster of a man. And perfect New England type player. Think Vince Wolfork, you know, kind of in that same realm of players. So moving on. Green Bay. Another team with two picks in the first round. They have 22 and 28. And at 22, ooh, this, yeah, this, this board did not fall great for, for Green Bay either because the, the wide receiver run kind of went right before them. In real life, if that happens, you can probably expect once that wide receiver run starts to happen that Green Bay says, fuck this, we're moving up and getting our guy. I didn't do trades. So here I gave them Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington, kind of a – this is a typical Green Bay selection. They love cornerbacks. Uh, this is kind of more of a this is more of your slot guy cornerback, uh, but they need help in a lot of different places. So nothing wrong with taking Trent McDuffie here at 22. Now at 23, Devonte for the Arizona Cardinals. I gave them Devonte Wyatt, defensive tackle out of uh, Georgia. The other defensive tackle. I think I do have a comp on him. Oh, by the way. My comp, let me catch up on comps here. My comp on Jordan Davis was Big John Henderson, if you remember him, again, from the 90s, 2000, early 2000s. A giant man from, I think he played at Tennessee uh, in college. Uh, let me see, let me catch up on some other comps. Um, did that one, did that one. Who am I missing on the comps here? One second. Um, no, did that, did that. No, I guess I am caught up on comps. So, Devin Wyatt, let's see if I've got one on him. Um, I do. It's Kawan Short, if you remember him for the Carolina Panthers. Kind of a perfect three-gap, three-tech um, defensive tackle. Gives you, gives you good push. Good gap slant against um, the pass and the run. So, you know, there's a lot of people that think that he might go ahead of Jordan Davis, and I'm, I can't argue with you if you do think that because he might actually end up being better than Jordan Davis um, when, when it's all said and done. So Arizona Cardinals take Devontae Wyatt. Brings up those Dallas Cowboys at number 24, and the most perfect fit for them, in my opinion, would be Zion Johnson, who I think is the best guard prospect in this class and one of the best guard prospects I've seen in a while, probably since, um, what was his name? Um, 
Notre Dame kid that went to Indy. You know, names, names, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. We forget names. It happens. Um, he is not the people mover that, um, oh, my God, this is driving me crazy. What was that fucker's name? I'm going to have to look it up now. Um, Indianapolis Dave. And I know all of y'all are screaming it at me right now through the computer screen, but I can't hear you. So we're just you're just going to have to roll with me. Oh, my God. That's it. Nelson. What is it? Quentin Nelson. Jesus Christ. What a fucking unnecessary bog down that was. Um, he's not the people mover that uh, Quentin Nelson is, but he is a technician like nobody's business. He always gets in the right angles, catches the right slide off block, perfect from 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 double team to sealing the linebacker. He is a perfect technician. My comp for him was um, Steve Hutchison. If you remember, Steve Hutchison played for Minnesota and uh, Seattle. I think he got traded to Seattle or moved to Seattle towards the end of his career. Not an overly big guy. I think he's 6'3", 315, but he's always going to be at the right place at the right time. So good, good pick there for the Cowboys. Now, at 25, the Buffalo Bills. I gave them career El- Elam, cornerback out of Florida. I'm not a big fan of this of this guy, but he is he's projected first round um, by everybody. He's got that size speed combination that you like. I wasn't overly impressed watching tape on him, but you know the Bills the Bills need help in the secondary, so good fit there. Um, at 26, Tennessee Titans. I gave them Kenyon Green, offensive lineman, because he could swing out to tackle. Most people think he's going to play guard in the NFL. Um, he went, he's from Texas A&M. I'm not a big fan. I didn't, I didn't see a lot on tape that made me think, you know, first round talent in the NFL personally. Um, some people have him going ahead of Zion Johnson. I, I don't. So, you know, he's a first round talent. Tennessee is a running power running team. So they could always use help on the inside at that, uh, Tampa Bay, those, Fighting Tom Brady's. I gave them Boye Mafe, uh, defensive end out of Minnesota. This is a guy that was projected, you know, second round, late second round a couple months ago and has skyrocketed all the way to probably going into the late first round. Great speed, size combination. And he does have that bend that you look for on the outside. Um, so, you know, you got Shaq, Shaq, Barrett, you know, he's got his contract situation. They could get out of that at, at in a couple years. So if you want to keep that train rolling with the uh, pass rush, that'd be a good selection here. Now, Green Bay, this is the one that eh, board did not fall right for them. Who did I give them first? I gave them Trent McDuffie, the cornerback, first. Here's where I kind of forced in a receiver that I don't necessarily think they will, but they could. I gave them Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia. He has not played a lot. It's been injury situations, but when he plays, he is a fucking stud. 6'3", 215 pounds, I believe. My comp on him is, okay, my comp on him is Kenny Galladay. He's kind of got that size you 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 want to do the possession stuff, but he does have some over-the-top potential. Um, 
and they need a they need receivers for for Aaron. So I kind of forced that in right here at 28 for Green Bay. I don't think they're going to be too upset with that. If he can stay healthy and stay on the field, I think I think this is a, a good spot for him there. Now, at 29 and 30, we got Kansas City with back-to-back picks, and I gave them Andre Booth, cornerback out of Clemson, and George Karloftis, edge out of Purdue. Don't like either one of these, to be honest with you. There are some red flag issues going on with Andre Booth. He has a laundry list of injuries um, that he's dealing with. Supposedly he's going to be cleared. That's the word. Uh, but you know how these things work. It, it, there's always a there's always a player that you that's projected in the first round that every year starts doing that major slide. Like it's second round, third round. It's like why is this player not picked yet? What's going on? What do they know that we don't know? This could be that player uh, that that could do that slide. Um, but the talent's there. So I, and and I don't know. I don't talk to the GMs. I don't I don't have the medical reports. So I don't know. Gave it to him at 29. For Kansas City and then George Kalathis, I can't stand this player, but everybody's putting him in the first round. I don't see it. He looks like just an just an effort guy with some size and and um, and some length. I mean, whatever. People put him in the first round. I think he's I think he's a second or third round prospect, but it is what it is. So on to thirty one. Cincinnati Bengals. If it falls like this, then you know you just you're the luckiest team in the NFL. The last blue player that I have, and when I when people say blue players, that means uh, there's blue chip players. There's only about usually around 15, maybe 16, 17 at the most blue chip type prospects. And at 31, the Cincinnati Bengals draft Tyler Linderbaum, center out of Iowa, and the last blue chip player that I have available. Um, my comp for him was, I know I did one, uh, da, 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 um, is, okay, Jason Kelsey or Jeff Saturday, if you remember Saturday for the for the Colts back in the day playing with Peyton Manning. Not big, not huge. He's in that 6'3", 300-pound range, but the technician, the, the football IQ at the offensive line is off the charts. He's a can't-miss prospect for me. I think he's going to be one of the best centers in the NFL for a very, very long time. So that's a steal there for Cincinnati if he, if he drops that far. And then to wrap up the first round, the Detroit Lions back on the clock for their second pick. Who did I give them up at the top? I gave them oh Trayvon Walker, Trayvon Walker, the defensive end out of Georgia. And here I gave them Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. It's not what I would do, but it is. Um, it is if they if they don't make a mistake at two, and take Malik Willis, then it's highly likely they take one of these quarterbacks here down at the end of the first round. And I would take Desmond Ritter if I had to take a flyer on one of them outside of Willis. It would be Desmond Ritter. So that's who I gave to them at 32, and that is going to wrap up the first round mock draft. Feel free to. Email in and tell me all the stupid, ignorant picks that I make. I will probably agree with you wholeheartedly. And don't forget to sign up uh, and go find out, find the Revolution Network wherever you get your downloads. You'll have you'll have availability to all of the shows 
when you sign up with the Revolution Network, the Football and Freedom Show, this one, the I Mean It Show, the Bastards of Babylon, and of course, the flagship, the Football Glory Hole. So make your life better, sign up, and I will check in with y'all next time.